What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Manuel from Zeal and Order. Check it out. Anyway, man, great to talk to you uh, here at Terminal 5, ahead of the big show. And uh, I really love, right off the bat, I wanted this bill is kind of amazing. You don't see a lot of uh, diversity in the bill in terms of music. Like, of course, we're all in the heavy genre, but um, it's tough for a second. It's really great to see these kind of just disparate bands coming together. Um, it's unique. I think it's unique. Yeah, it's, it's fun because I think at least... If, if you're a fan of one band, you're you're bound to like something and you're bound to be challenged by another. So there's like the, I don't know, it, it's it's not like honestly a little platter for, for everyone. But I think at the, in the end of the night, everyone's kind of pleased and just kind of mentally fed. And that's just like the, the most I could ask of an evening. Indeed. And I think that's all the fans would agree. Uh, I think it's a lot of stimulation not just musically but mentally also which is rare and great from all three bands tonight uh baroness and Death heaven of course um so uh, you're out supporting the live album that's great live in london um interesting choice to uh get a live album out after you know two or three acclaimed records in a row short like sort of early in your career i think for a live album but uh, it's an amazing job and there are new songs on it so i wanted to kind of ask like why is now a good time in your career to kind of come with a live record because i mean the fact of the matter is that we play more live than we record music and it would it just seems natural to kind of convey that because it is a wholly different beast live there's five other people involved um you know kind of screaming their hearts out and <laughs> there's a, a palpable difference that's why right on and i would you know also your records are very deep and you know very thought-provoking and uh you know layered with a lot a lot of you know very like high quality tracks not a lot of you know bands struggle to come up with a, a half an hour set or an ep and you have managed to put out you know already quite a bunch of material uh, do you write all the time do you feel very prolific and create constantly or are you just kind of whatever the cycle asks um i write all the time i think just i with me it's more about like um quantity and i kind of cherry pick out of the turds and that's how these albums happen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> because, I mean, it's often like romanticized how, how you can just have an ins- a spark of inspiration and it comes. And that's fucking, at least for me, that's bullshit. So I have to write a lot and I enjoy doing it a lot, too. I love that uh, accent you just put on. I'm not sure what it was, but I guess dickhead. Yeah. Dickhead artiste. <laughs> right, artiste. I love that. Act. That is phenomenal, that little, that little bit there. Um, you know, I think about the evolution of, of the group and yourself uh, over just a short span of years, really seven, eight years of your whole life before that, of course, but, you know, in the in the public eye and the public conscience. And I think about kind of auteur theory, right? You started kind of solo as a solo artist, like a lot of people in the bedroom, and then you grew this into a group now. So has it turned out like you've envisioned as you decided, oh, you must have hit a point where you're like, I need to make a band out of this instead of just a solo thing? Um, or are you still kind of finding new ways to sort of layer new things on? Um, I'm constantly finding new ways because I, I would never have imagined how it turned out. And I think that's also a very good thing. Um, so I'm very conscious of the fact that I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm also like embracing that because I'd rather react to something that I like than uh, just kind of preemptively do something I potentially won't. So, yeah. 
Killer. Um, and uh, on the new record, on the live record, I love the four new songs. I think that was a real treat um, to get those tracks. Uh, obviously, Baffle May, but they're all really great. And I was wondering if that's kind of sort of a little uh, harbinger of what's to come, more even more new material. Actually, those are pretty much like uh, B-sides off Stranger Fruit and Devil's Fine. So uh, what's to come will be probably different also because it's, it's boring. Like re-releasing songs that already exist. I'm not, I mean, that's just kind of fucking with people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's honesty. I wasn't prepared for it. You're amazing. Um, no, you know, uh, you know, every artist says this new record's the best thing I've ever done. Or this new song is the greatest discovery I've pulled from within myself. So it's really refreshing to hear you be so frank. And, you know, uh, obviously, look, the work speaks for itself, right? A lot of people are, uh, you know, we have, we, our website has, you know, been fans of yours from the beginning, um, both here and in Europe. I think our European crew is the people who hipped us to you first before you were even really that big here. But, um, you know, I think it's really funny. And I think it's, again, like I said, very your, your honesty is amazing because most people, they have kind of a very, uh, I always think of the movie Bull Durham, right? You're the prepared <laughs> speech of the rock guy or the, the musician uh, or woman. And uh, so I really appreciate that, man. Yeah, um, I think, to be honest, if this had happened five years prior, I would have been an utter douchebag. I think it would have just gotten to my head and be this asshole. But luckily, I ate some shit first. So here I am. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you got to kind of, you know, be humbled along the way, right? The artist journey. And and I, I think that's important to talk about, too, because, you know, obviously not just musically, you know, you help, you know, I, I, the story's been told already, but I, I feel like you really ushered in this really important style of music. I don't know that there's another person out there doing what you're doing, but I think it's great because what I love, and you mentioned the word confrontational at the top, I love art that confronts the listener, whether they want it or not. I'm sure there's some dickhead out there who's never seen a photo of you, but heard the music and was like, I don't know why I like this, but I like this. And they had to probably like fight something within themselves that to make them dislike it. Plus black metal fans, let's just be honest. And um, sorry, all you guys and me, but um, you know, I think it's really awesome that you have kind of a, an art that challenges, it's important. Yeah, I think um, especially doing the kind of music that we do would, it would kind of be very uh, neglective, and I think, yeah, if you have a chance, why not? Uh, and uh, apropos of the the haters, we're going on a on a behemoth tour in um, in the fall, and we're about to about to like I'm sure we're gonna get booed off one of those stages, but. Uh, Fuck, they, they have us on, so let's fucking do it. Yeah, well, Nagal loves the troll of trolls. That's what he is, yeah. the king of the trolls, and he's wonderful and, and brilliant. I've met him and hung out with him, and he's he has no pity for assholes and, and haters, he, none at all. And he's went through it himself, as you know, mm-hmm. as he transformed his own art and career over many years. And the original, I only liked Behemoth when they were pure cult black metal, and, you know, Delima Six and Zeeco's Cult, which I love those records. Mm-hmm, but, like, too. what he's doing now is groundbreaking and changing and i understand that people are like, I don't like it. okay well it's not for you go back and listen to you know go there's plenty of other bands you could listen to that just do what you like you yeah. know like i don't understand that sometimes but um interestingly enough i have to mention it because you just kind of jogged my memory i was here in this venue i'm gonna say seven years ago to see baroness open for mishuga 
And I interviewed John and he's, of course, you're on tour and he's wonderful. And he was like, I'm scared shitless every night that the fans, like the diehard Meshuggah fans are going to come out of the woodwork and just boo the shit out of us off the stage. Yeah. And they were loved. And we, you know, they were right here, right before the accident, actually. So it was Yellow and Green was the album. Oh, wow. It was a triumph. It was like the week before the accident, too. It was like it burned in my brain. It's only, it's like a couple of months shy of like seven straight years from that night. And, uh... Uh, but yeah, he also, so everybody, right? Whoever you yeah. are, whatever station you're at in your career, uh, you know, ask George of Deaf Heaven or any of those guys how they feel about people just dogging them every day. Yeah. You're not real or, you know, what you do isn't true. You know, like, whatever, man. They make great music. Who gives a shit? Really? Actually, that would be kind of a crown. I'm, I'm still waiting for the hipster black metal video of us. But um, nice. if you're listening, because you're probably not. Please, <laughs> we're waiting. We're waiting. Well, you know, this podcast, we get around. We have a pretty well-traveled <laughs> website. I hope they do. But, um, you know. On the on the plus side, you do have a lot of people. You know, it's nice to get patted on the back. Probably not the best thing. Off, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a tug of war. They like me. They did not like me. I don't know. But um, you know, you seem to have handled it well over you know the time we followed you. Uh, so far, so good. Next year, I'll be a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fur coats and funny glasses. <laughs> exactly. You know, well, some people. You know, some people get away with. It. There's only one John Lennon. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I'm gonna make garbage, and you're gonna tell me it's great. And he. He made crazy avant-garde, unlistenable, unlikable music, and people were falling over their dicks to tell you how much it was groundbreaking and imaginative and terrific. And then he would turn around and he did Imagine. And like, yeah. I don't know, I made this up on the spot one day. I needed one more song for the album. What's this? So, you know, you can never really, you know, you can never tell, you know? You no. can never tell. Um, so, uh, you got the tour, and then you said you got the other tour booked, and what do you have kind of uh, coming up after? Um, well, we're going to take a couple of months off just to uh, potentially write something new and just reiterate what we want to actually do. Because uh, we're in a weird situation where our fans kind of expect something different every time we release something. So I just don't want to be that project that's there for 10 years re-releasing basically the same album and doing the tours and just kind of... I'm afraid of routine, I guess. And that's what I'm trying to fight. Well, I think that's, you know, that's really great. And um, that's how you kind of build, you know, what you're building is righteous. You know, it's it's a challenge. It's hard out there. And uh, again, I'm sure, you know, you also have to live your life and experience new things to come up with the next thing you're going to do. Because, you know, what do you do if you don't? You know, how do you how do you get further along in, in your work in the, in the meantime if you don't live life? Exactly. Gotta live your life. Yeah, and I think I would fucking hate myself. Like, if, if in five years it's just, yeah, it's like Strange Fruit Volume 4, and ah, just the idea of that right. fucking irks me. Also, it's way more fun just to have different shit. Agreed. There's only one band in the world I can think of that has done the same record pretty much over and over, and that's ACDC. And you wouldn't you wouldn't mess with the uh, perfect chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream. Like, just all I got is the one flavor. Don't do anything different. Yeah. I'm actually excited to see you. They're the halal guys. They are. They are the halal truck of of rock, and that's that's a great way to end right there. I'm gonna hashtag that halal truck of rock. Um, thanks for hanging out with Ghost Cold Magazine, man. Manuel from Zealand Otter. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Thanks for your time too. Thanks, man. Try not to get punched during Death Heaven. That's probably oh. my main thing. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.